3: Welcome to Ask the Expert, North Texas, here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. Thank you so much for staying with us. I'm David Rankin.
0: And I'm Kristen Diaz. Uh, We are getting an update this afternoon from the Syrian American Medical Society. Executive Director David Lilly joins us today. And David, you know, when we last spoke to you, it was barely 24 hours after the deadly earthquake there in Turkey and Syria, and at the time... Um, Agencies were reporting just over 2,000 people were expected to have died. As of this morning, some agencies are now reporting over 35,000 people dead, marking this the deadliest uh, natural disaster for at least Turkey. And uh, if not, I can't imagine... Um, how it ranks for the rest of the world just in general. And that's one thing that I think this past week, uh, since the last time we've spoken to you, has been really incredible. The entire world is coming together to help. With your medical society now uh, continuing their you know efforts, what has this, this week brought um, uh, to the forefront?
1: Well, as you can imagine, and thank you for having me on and following up on this story because so much has evolved since then. One of our biggest concerns was just what had happened to our staff. And we have about 2,400 staff in Turkey and in Syria, primarily in Syria. So our first concern was how are they? And uh, we been finding that most, most are okay, but many had lost family members. Uh, one I talked to today had just buried the 15th family member yesterday. One of our hospital directors had buried his wife and some children are still under the rubble and we're hearing the same thing with with many other staff. So many people have suffered, uh, but we continue on. uh, And even those who have lost family members have buried and gotten back to work because they are committed to helping others get through this. Um, So this is one thing that was foremost in our minds. What about our staff? What about their families? and what can we do to support them? You can't respond or be effective responders if you need help yourself, if you need uh, relief yourself. So that was number one. Um, two, we wanted to make sure that we had the supplies in place to, to ramp up and uh, handle the surge of wounded patients coming to our hospitals, particularly, particularly in Syria. The hallways were full initially, Uh, And we confirmed hundreds of dead and just handled thousands of patients uh, and gratifying in a way, but horrifying in other ways, just knowing that so many lives have been upended. Uh, But we are committed uh, to being able to support them in the long term, especially because of the tremendous outpouring of support that we've had from so many corners of the United States and and frankly, the world.
3: Yeah. And you are there. The difference from the last time we chatted. To now is you are actually there when you got there. What's what's some of the scenes that you saw that just just that you really remember that really struck you?
1: Today I I, I you know visited a number of uh, well, just walking by in different towns in, in Turkey along the Syrian border, you would see 10, 12-story buildings down in rubble and cranes and search and rescue teams trying to find people with very little hope yet alive and yet uh, in the past few days we've still been able to find children in particular babies in one case and bring them to our facilities and resuscitate them keep them alive and that is super gratifying Um, so that sticks with you Uh, seeing our staff who are responding but also need support themselves especially mental health and just hearing you know just mourning with them grieving with them and thanking them. One on one is is a great feeling, and it's not a lot, but it, it uh, it's something that you can do, and it makes the trip over here all the more you know, special for me that I could be here with us with our team at this point, and 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 just be there with them, grieve with them, support them, do whatever we can to help them along.
0: Absolutely. Now, as they continue these day-to-day operations, uh, you said before we started recording that you have looked at some of the walls and the buildings that you're currently in. Your staff is uh, actually performing within these hospitals still, or have they had to go outside? Because we do know from reports that there are a lot of buildings that are unsafe. About millions of over a million people are having to stay outside for shelter because their homes are unsafe. Are the hospitals safe enough to be
1: in them? We, had, we run eight major hospitals in Syria, and two of them were, one was badly damaged, another one was damaged as well, but, and we we're, were able to work in parts of them. Two others were significantly damaged. We have a maternity hospital which we had to close, at least temporarily, and this is a place where we, we help with 650 deliveries on an average month, so it's been impacted. And I, today I went in uh, to our office. the first time in turkey along our border and it was really eerie seeing parts of the ceiling down and cracks in the walls and vases broken on the floor and it's just it's really eerie and going i also visited a town of two million people here today and normally it's a busy bustling place restaurants cafes starbucks and now it's like the, the first months of COVID when everything is shut down two million people, there's there's no activity. And so many of the high rises, so many of the apartment buildings are just shut down because they're deemed unsafe until they can be assessed to determine whether they're still livable and safe. And the gas and water have been shut down. So people are dispersed all over Turkey from this area. There are some towns that are just are completely wiped out. There's one town called Hatay, where we lost a number of staff members, uh, families, family members of our staff. And you know, a good portion of it, the majority of it is down. and that that is amazing. How do you rebuild something like that? And it's just shocking. Uh, and you hear of stories of families who escaped moments before the, the whole building collapsed and that that is just amazing. that really sticks with you. And last night experiencing the aftershocks when you're the building you're in is shaking back and forth and hoping that it's, it holds together uh, until the morning. Uh, it's it's a strange experience.
3: When last we spoke, you had mentioned the fact that there is only one border crossing available okay. in, uh, in Syria. And now the Syrian government's allowing the U.N. to open up to use two more different border crossings for aid. Yeah. How important is that going to be to get help to the people that need it?
1: yeah it, it it means a lot it's it's very important and prior to this there had been a population of about 4500 people who were dependent on that one crossing, one that one border crossing and many millions are dependent on food this is a conflict zone where there are still bombings artillery airstrikes regularly even on our hospitals we get struck from time to time uh the medical care there there is there are no public medical facilities they're all run by you know, through private funds, through nonprofits, There are no banking systems, no phone systems. And so just transferring funds into the country was very difficult. And that the, our systems that we had used were down. So it, it was very challenging. So we welcome the extra uh, border crossings. Uh, it's very helpful. We were able to get some medications in for the first time today. We have more deliveries scheduled in, in the days ahead. So that's that's very welcome.
0: Have you guys been teaming up with other medical teams from different countries that have came in? Because, I mean, there's so many people who need medical assistance. I can only imagine that you need the extra medical staff.
1: We do. We're all working together. In fact, uh, I had just left a, a small group of of folks from Connecticut who work with Americares uh, who are providing uh, essential medicines uh, and medical supplies to us and we have a shipment coming in from Kentucky uh, on Saturday. That would be helpful. We have another great partner on California, Direct Relief, which has been a partner for us with years and they've just been tremendous in the past week in providing additional support that will help keep our hospitals running. So it's it's been really great we're all working together today i visited united nations offices and it was very uh, different again typically you need an appointment and there's you know security protocols getting in now it's 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 easier and you walk in and the you know the, the staff who are working there have their families living with them because they can't stay in their apartments anymore so the reception desk at one UN agency. Behind it was a whole family living there. One person I met in his office. He showed me the carpet on the floor. He said, "That's where I'm sleeping these days." Another man said, "My wife is in my office. <laughs> we share. We share my office now." So it's 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 really something. Everything is upended, and no one knows when this will end and normalcy will return.
3: How do you how do you keep it together right now? Seeing everything and and dealing with everything that you're dealing with
1: it's an emotional roller coaster and that's for me coming you know, it, you know i had i hadn't been here at the time the people our staff and the people who we interact with had gone through it uh it's not easy and you know there's they on top of this they had dealt with war for the last 12 years and now this natural disaster compounds the issue so there is a lot of trauma and we have been providing a lot of mental health and psychoso- psychosocial support services over the years and we're going to expand that and in fact our
3: we have other country
1: operations in jordan lebanon iraq and our colleagues there who do mental health services are helping out with our staff here at this time
0: now we know that there have been continuous donations across the world that are pouring in trying to be um, sifted through so that the most pertinent resources are brought to the right places i know that that's been a, a huge undertaking right now but um, what are some things that specifically your uh, medical society needs
1: well uh, right now it's uh, it's cash it's the quickest thing that can provide immediate uh, urgent relief uh, cash has been great um, we, as i said we also get from some of our partners uh, drug don uh, Medications that we need, specific medications, uh, medical supplies, medical equipment, that comes through some of these bigger partners that I that I had mentioned who work with pharmaceutical companies who get who donate to them who don- who, who uh, receive our lists and help us out. So that has been a big lift. We've been able to, with the cash that has been uh, donated to us, we've been able to um, work with others on urgent shelter uh accommodations for those who have lost their homes or the walls or ceilings have have come down so that has been great we work with another partner with some of the funds that we have gotten to provide bread uh, food baskets for those who are in, in urgent need so many people are still living out in the streets they can't go back into their homes or they're living in plastic tents that have been put up, and they have so little they're just There are no shower facilities. Uh, There are communal water taps in some places. You can't just go out to a restaurant and get food they're all closed. So they're reliant on assistance for the short term right now.
3: What do you want to uh, specifically say, do not send?
1: Well, uh, right now there's there is just so much capacity. everyone means well and there's just so much capacity in some of the airports, some of the warehouses in, in Turkey and certainly in Syria. so um, uh, donating clothes uh, it's not the best thing donating medicines from your medicine cabinet that's probably not the best thing. so uh, you know uh, cash donations are the best uh, if you can volunteer and and, and with organizations, We have some medical doctors going in ourselves, Um, but uh, I think, you know, just uh, encouragement and words of support uh, is, is fantastic, too, and all that I can say is just thank you to everybody who has given. It is so welcome, and just the notes of support have really kept us going.
0: That is David Lilly. He is the Executive Director of the Syrian American Medical Society here on KRLD.